Hi there. We have a favor to ask. If you're enjoying the DLC Live podcast and you're listening on a platform that lets you leave a rating or a review, leave us a five-star rating. Maybe take a minute to write a quick review. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to DLC Live, your source for educational and inspirational interviews with mental health experts and advocates from around the world. Now, here's your host, creator of the DLC Anxiety Worldwide Mental Health Community, Dean Stott. Hello. Hi, Dean. How are you? I am very well, thank you very much. How are you? Very well, very well, thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you for popping on uh, to the community. Um, I've had lots of questions uh, from the followers regarding um, hypnotherapy, and we'll get into that. Um, but just a, a quick introduction um, for everyone. If you just want to let them know um, what, what it is that you're doing at the moment, um, why you uh, wanted to get into mental health uh, in the first uh, place, uh, and yeah, just a little brief um, background about everything that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a hypnotherapist and a life coach based in London, but um, obviously uh, offering services digitally now that we're all in lockdown. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I first qualified in coaching in 2008, so quite a long uh, while ago. And I started out, um, I, was, I was actually working in an office environment and I was uh, managing a team of uh, international salespeople and we were just at lockheads like this, um, our team versus the non-international team and I remember back then I, I was in Argentina at the time actually mm -hmm. I my boss I cannot handle the conflict it's giving me so much anxiety it's putting me on edge I'm going to quit and my boss at the time this was in 2007 uh, said to me don't quit go and do a coaching course learn how to manage conflict learn how to manage your anxiety um, and that's what I did. So I first uh, started out in Buenos Aires learning um, about therapy, about coaching, how to uh, manage emotions and manage the mind. Um, and it just grew from there, really. Um, and so since then, um, then I went on and I uh, qualified as a hypnotherapist, a crystal healer, meditation teacher, all sorts of things. And um, I've been in private practice now for quite a few years in London. So that's basically my history. But just to give you a little bit more, going yeah. further, my uh, grandmother taught me meditation um, and lots of different breathing techniques uh, when I was four years old. So I'm 39 now. So really going back <laughs> when I was four years old in India and uh, we were not taught in the way that they teach meditation these days. We were sat on the concrete floor, and if we fidget, you know, there's all sorts of um, uh, consequences for that. But, yeah, so that's basically my history. That's why I really got into um, coaching and then fell into therapy, and now I specialise in hypnotherapy, and the main conditions I, t I, I treat, two of them actually, one is anxiety, yeah. And the other one is relationship breakups. And that's what I specialize in, getting over your ex and reducing anxiety. Well, and I guess I guess there's a massive co uh, correlation between both of them things as well, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. 
Yeah, so regarding hypnotherapy, if somebody uh, wanted to look into that avenue, um, they've never they've never looked into it before. What sort of services can hypnotherapy offer to someone who is anxious? Mm. So hypnotherapy is great at um, helping you to learn how to relax in a different way. I mean, we know that being out in nature is good. Taking those deep breaths is good. Listening to relaxing music, the, you know, managing your diet in a certain way, exercises, lots of things that we can do. Um, and different things, of course, work for different people at different points in their life. So that's yeah. also something to bear in mind. I know for myself with anxiety and for some of my clients, um, some things work for a certain period of time and then they find all oh, suddenly that doesn't um, work anymore. I need something different. doesn't mean better. It just means something different for that particular thing. And this is where I find hypnotherapy really shines because we're working at sort of like a, a subconscious level and a conscious level um so working in parallel so if you suffer from anxiety and you get that thing first thing in the morning like you wake up you're in that daze and then suddenly it hits you you feel it in your chest and within a minute you're somewhere else and mm -hmm. um, you know that's not something that you're deliberately trying to cause or make that happen and it might have been from uh you know quite an unsettled sleep or it could be uh, bad dreams, night terrors, all sorts of things. Or it could just be that it's happened a couple of times and you're just expecting that. So subconsciously, you, you, it's just happening because you're kind of like preempting it. You're, it's, you know, that's... Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember when I w went through a panic disorder, it got to a certain part of the day. And like you said, if I hadn't felt these anxious uh, symptoms at the time, I almost was wondering where they were, which obviously would then bring them anxious symptoms. And as you mentioned sleep as well, um, as we know, when people are anxious, um, it does really disrupt the sleep. It's almost like a negative cycle. So do you guys, uh, do you offer um, tips to like uh, for a better nighttime routine and things like that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of all... So when I'm working with uh, patients with anxiety, it's never a single story. We're not just looking at the symptoms, you know, whatever they might be, um, shortness of breath, night sweats, uh, you know, um, negative spiral thinking, the what if, uh, getting trapped into that sort of scenario, um, shaky pumps, whatever it happens to be, that's not just the only thing we're working with. Obviously, the symptoms are serious because they stop you from focusing and being present in your here and now, right? Yes. But uh, it, it, it's, it's what's triggering that, what's behind that, what's maybe what started it, or, you know, what's keeping it going? So the two main things that I always ask at the start is um, what makes, what eases your symptoms and what makes it, you know, make, make them a lot worse? You know, there's going to be something that makes things a lot worse and there will be things that make, make it better. And that sometimes gives a little bit of insight. But sleep is always so important um, and uh, sleep disruptions uh, with anxiety it's just it just spirals on and of course uh, anxiety is comorbid with depression too so it all just gets really quite heavy and it can and it can stay like that for a really long time sadly 
And I guess um, when you're speaking to your clients, um, I guess a lot of them come to you not knowing what, like you say, what is behind that, uh, the anxiety, not knowing what the trigger is. Um, how long would you say that it normally, obviously each person is different, but yeah. how long would you say that it normally takes uh, for someone to say, oh, yes, that's what it is? Uh, I, um, and is, is that a really a light bulb moment as well? Does that really shift yeah. um, the, the anxious levels at the time? Yeah, well, what I found over the years, and, you know, this is, you know, over 10 years of uh, private practice is, Honestly, like some people do come and they know uh, exactly what what they're going through and why it's happening. They've been years in uh, therapy already. So they come to me and they say, I know what's happening. I know why it's happening, but it still doesn't stop. And no, no more amount of analysis is actually helping. It, it just doesn't go away. So that's a different type of thing. But then there are people who... Um, have anxiety or panic disorder out of nowhere there's no reason for it one day it just happens and then you get trapped into the cycle of being anxious about getting anxious or feeling panicky just at the thought of having um having a, a, a panic attack right and 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 that initial uh, incident um from perhaps a few months ago a couple of years ago no reason Right. It could be just driving, driving down the street and suddenly bam. So, you know, how important is it that you get to the root cause of why it happens? I always say to people, if we can tunnel and we get to the why, great. But mm-hmm. you right now, does is that where you want to go with therapy? Is the why really, really, really important? Because sometimes and usually it's not a single story. It's usually quite complex multi-layered lots of different things going on and it could be just one thing that's tipped that person over um or might not be so most people are looking for relief um you know so that, that that's a question i do have people say can you help me get to the bottom of this can you go into my subconscious mind find out get that nugget find out why it happened and i say we can do that and we might spend an awful lot of time trying to find the why Yes. Uh, don't make any promises. So at the moment, you said, obviously, we're in lockdown in the UK. Uh, your services, are they just available for the UK or are they worldwide or Europe? Worldwide. So I've always had clients from all over the place, um, but uh, now even more so uh, yeah. because everything's on um, going through Zoom. And you know, there's a very specific method that I follow with therapy. I don't offer ad hoc sessions. I don't do one-off sessions. It's right. all full-on consultation first to um, ascertain exactly what the symptoms are. Um, I always ask clients uh, up front to say to them, I want you to teach me how to um, have that issue for a day. Give me a, a give me a full account of what happens in your day. Teach me to have that problem. That's the level of detail I want. Um, oh, that's a really good analogy. I've never, I'm not sure I've heard that before. And obviously we've had lots of guests on here, but I really like that. Like you say, it's almost saying, let me wear your shoes for the day and really get to the root of the problem. I, I like that a lot. And then also, um, also with that comes, you know, uh, let's discuss your outcomes. Where do you want to be at the end of therapy? Like, how will we know you've got there? What will be different? How are you going to respond to triggers differently? 
Um, and so, and what will you do if you start to feel some of those symptoms? What outcome would you prefer instead? Uh, what are what are the stop points we're going to put into place to stop you going down that negative spiral? And so that's very important to do that first, because at least the way I work with clients, I never take a scripted approach. I okay. prepare every hypnotherapy session from scratch, word by word. Nothing's there by chance. And to be able to do that, I need to have a lot of information from the client. So, yeah, that makes total sense. So, like in a in a virtual uh, hypnotherapy session, um, what would happen? Uh, would the client be sat down? How how would it work? Just so someone can gain just gain an understanding of what would happen, like in the consultation. Yeah. So, um, the consultation gives me a, an idea of. Um, how that person thinks are they quite creative are they quite analytical Do, you know are they able to um relax themselves fairly quickly or are they quite uptight and that sort of thing so that the client actually dictates how the hypnotherapy session goes but by and large um i ask clients to either sit on a, a like a couch or lie down on their bed close their eyes and just to listen to what I'm saying. That is it. And as long as the, like my definition for, um, for um, hypnosis, someone's just asked, are you a life coach first or a, or a psychotherapist? I'm a hypnotherapist first. <laughs> so what I'm going for really or helping the client to achieve in that hypnotherapy session is a, a focused yet relaxed state of mind. If you, if I can help the person get to that state, that is the, really nice place to be in to do some genuine uh, deep therapy um, work so it's not like watch dangling or like looking into my eyes and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah where would you say the the misconception from from that sort of stereotype comes from because um, I, I did get some questions from the followers just saying uh, what's the science behind hypnotherapy and how does it work uh, for anxiety because obviously there is a a tiny bit of a stigma there. So how would you, um, yeah, just explain the difference with that? Absolutely. So first of all, uh, the, uh, I believe that the stigma with hypnosis is, uh, or the bad reputation that it's, it has had really is from uh, the media, sadly, from television, seeing people doing things against their will, that sort of thing. So it's been popularised as a gimmick. So that's yeah. the first but that's where that comes from um, and the stage shows. Secondly, and to counter that, there's an impressive body of research um, uh, backing the efficacy of hypnosis. If you go on to PubMed, there's in excess of now 13,500 research articles. I've um, tried my best to add to the body of the research too through my studies um, that have been published as well. Um, and I take a scientific approach. And I think more, more and more now, hypnotherapists are starting to do that because there's more over the last sort of 50 years that we can look at, you know, because um, University of Manchester, for example, in the UK, uh, Professor Worrell has done a lot of research linking uh, the efficacy of hypnotherapy for IBS conditions, irritable bowel syndrome, which we know is something quite common for patients suffering from anxiety, right? It's yeah. quite common. If you have anxiety, you, you, you know, chronic anxiety, you probably have IBS too. And there's a lot out there 
um, that shows that it does work. I mean, it, it, it really depends. I think if you're going to look for uh, any therapist, do your homework, you know, ask yeah. questions, um, because anybody could, I guess, to a certain extent, qualify in some of these holistic therapies and stand up and say that they're doing something and maybe not following the rules. So it's always good to to um, double check. So it really depends on the therapist. Uh, for me, I take a, a scientific, a rigorous approach and clinical experience. No, that's wonderful. And I was going to say, um, just the research I've done personally as well, like you said, there's there's so many scientific studies out there for people to to have a look at. And it, it is really interesting um, all the benefits hypnosis, uh, hypnotherapy um, does for anxiety and man mental health uh, conditions. Because like you say, um, when you're getting new clients coming to you, uh, usually it's not just with anxiety. Usually it's with other con mental health conditions as well. So you might get someone who's suffering from depression. Um, so a lot of the followers, obviously, on DLC Anxiety have anxiety, but as, you, as you're aware, a lot of them also have depression. Um, can hypnosis be beneficial for um, increasing the mood and helping depression symptoms? It can do. Now, with depression, um, you know, the latest research is showing that, you know, um, doing uh, obviously it's a it, there's lots of factors here. It's not a single story. So I can't simply just give a blanket yes or no. That would be absolutely incorrect to do that. I found in clinical practice um, that it does help clients marginally to moderate degree depending on exactly what's going on. I find that hypnotherapy works really, really well uh, for anxiety. With depression, um, the advice really is um, to uh, stay active, keep your body moving, doing some exercise regularly, um, and also doing something creative. You know, Those two things have been known to improve the brain brain chemistry in a matter of weeks. Now, there's a popular study. It's actually on my blog, on my website, um, where they took subjects who were um, in an exercise program over four weeks, who were doing uh, certain types of exercise seven times a week for four weeks and doing something creative like painting or something musical. Don't necessarily have to be good at it, but something like that. And then different parts of the brain start to light up. And when that happens, blood is flowing in a different way. The amygdala starts to change because that's the number one thing that's that, you know, um, is is either growing or decreasing in size in uh, uh, subjects that have depression. So that's something I always say to anybody who says that they do have uh, depression. I say to look at those two things as well as let's now sit down and look at the wider wider aspect because there's a difference between having chronic depression and the blues, right? Yeah, so you're feeling feeling glum for a few days that's completely different 100 percent um i think that's a really good insight into it as well um regarding um so if you have a client who's got anxiety symptoms um do you ever get clients that during the during the session they may become anxious and uh how would you approach that 
So like, um, like, have you ever had anyone have a panic attack, for example, whilst in a hypnotherapy session? Does that occur? That was one of the questions that I got. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's happened to me once. So it's very rare um, where somebody started to feel panicky. And that was more to do, well, yes, they came to see me for panic disorder, but they were um, uh, getting a little bit panicked by uh What's going to happen? Are they going to lose control or even more control now under hypnosis? And, you know, um, so I said to them, uh, that particular client, I said, you know, keep your eyes open, stay in the chair. We're going to talk like this and we'll do it that way around. You know, um, my, my job as a, a therapist is to um, help the client find the path towards their own calm. And if that means that your eyes aren't closed and you're not lying down on the bed and you're not acting hypnotised, then so be it. No, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. And regarding... Um... I just want to add, Dean, and that, yeah. that leads to something else that keeps cropping up. Somebody's asking about ages. And that's how I treat children as well uh, in, in, using hypnotherapy because you can't really ask a seven-year-old to lie down. I mean, you can. They won't, they won't do it. So... Um, I'll get them to do whatever they need to do, like playing with their toys or something, something that's relaxing, and then I will uh, do the suggestive work over that. So what sort of age can you start from? Well, the youngest I've done is seven. Seven, yeah. That was uh, with um, a, a girl who had ADHD. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, and if someone, obviously, within the, within the session... Um, Obviously, we know that anxiety is a lot to do with irrational thoughts uh, and the mind racing. Um, do you, in the session, do you um, tell them to uh, just let the thoughts be there and not focus on them? Or what, what would you, what's your approach towards the, the mind racing and irrational thoughts? So with that, I very rarely use direct suggestion. I like, like what you've just uh, said, like... Um, slow down your uh, your thoughts try and find the space between those thoughts that works up to a point and that's where meditation shines in my opinion that okay. does work up to a certain point but let's let's be honest here uh, people who are coming for therapy for anxiety have already spent a whopping amount of time trying to calm themselves down with that kind of talk and it hasn't worked right so i don't use uh, too much of um, uh, telling them directly. I normally use a very indirect approach, metaphors, storytelling, that kind of thing. And uh, in your sessions, is music involved or is it just uh, quiet or is it just preference with each client? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is music and um, I've been listening to the same background music for many, many years. Um, <laughs> But it is client client preference. But I do have really good music um, that I had specifically composed um, by this Australian musician some years ago. Well, that's so. really interesting. Um, and obviously, we know that music therapy alone, how good that is for for mental um, health. So, um, and I'd like to add, actually, Dean, there's a really good track called Marconi Union. Uh, weightless it's about eight minute track it's on spotify apple and even on youtube and um 
they had uh, people going to an MRI scan, listening to that music, and you can, you can just see everything just settle down. That's a really yeah, good. I, I think I've heard about that study. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, why well, you say it was incredible results. Um, if you can DM me after the live, um, just the name of the track, I can pop that on the stories as well. Oh. Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's any anything else that you want to add towards hypnotherapy or anxiety or um, obviously um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where's the best place that they can go? Is it your Instagram page? What's your Instagram handle? Do you have a website, for example? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, there's lots of things that can be done uh, in with therapy in general. Let's just put it that way. If it's going on up here, there's something that you can do about it. It's really about finding uh, the right thing for you at that time. You know, so I always say to people, what I do as a hypnotherapist isn't for everybody. I'm not going to, it isn't, but who it's for, it's really for. Um, and I offer everybody uh, a complimentary um, assessment phone call on Zoom uh, if people want to have a one-to-one -one chat with me to find out if it is for them. Um, and if it's not, I always try my best to recommend something else. And uh, you can reach me on Instagram. My handle is malminder.gill. And when you click on there, the, it goes off onto my website. And I have over, oh, I think, about 700 blog posts on mental health, um, which I've been writing on a weekly basis since 2000. I can't even remember. So very long time. So there's lots of resources, lots of studies on there, um, lots of suggestions, tips, everything. Yeah, that's wonderful. And just... Um... Obviously, um, regarding just re going back to the um, complimentary session, you said that for some people, um, you, you have to say, unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be the right path for you. Would you say what would what would the main reason be that you think that hypnotherapy might not be for someone? Mm. Well, to be more specific, it, it would be not if, if I was to say to somebody, oh, I don't think. I, I always say, if I, if I can help, then I will. But um, if it's not my area of specialism, I won't take that client on. I even say to people on the phone, listen, you're better off finding another hypnotherapist who does this day in, day out, and they love to do it. So I love to treat anxiety, and I love to treat relationship breakups. And that's because I've been there, done it over and over again. I've suffered with it. I know what it's like. I have a personal relationship with it. Um, so I always say, go with somebody who's passionate about it. And I'm not passionate about everything, mental health, certain things I am. Um, but also, uh, if, if, I, if I don't think I can, then I just won't, you know. And not every, you know, there's things like uh, somebody asked about depersonalization, dissociation, extreme paranoia, um, uh, psychotic disorders. These sorts of things aren't, in my opinion, um, well matched for hypnotherapy okay no that's really really sound advice um i've just seen um some people um asking um just regarding um if we can do some story swipe ups um to you so they can go over and see um everything that you're doing so after this i um, mean we'll, we'll just talk about which is the the best things to get over for them um and yeah like i said it's been a really great insight I can see someone asking what about um, agoraphobia. Um, yeah. 
do you treat that? Um, yeah, I have, and I've actually visited clients' houses to treat that. This is way back before, like, the Zoom stuff happened. Um, no, sorry, lockdown stuff, and we were doing everything on Zoom. So, yes, absolutely. Would you say that um, there's a difference between an in-person consultation and a virtual one, or is it? can you get the same results um, either or? Yeah, results-wise, um, my experience has been so far exactly the same. Personally, I like to see people, and I'm sure people like to personally see me um, as well. But um, all year, it's been uh, you know on Zoom, and you know it is a results-driven process. So uh, I, I neglected to mention that every Monday I have a coaching phone call with every single client to get feedback on what's working, what's not working, what else has come up since the hypnotherapy session. Mm-hmm. And then based on the feedback, I then uh, prepare the next hypnotherapy session for that week. So progress is tracked. Results are tracked. And the eyes on the ball, that's where we're heading. Um, no, that's, yeah, I, I was just going to say, um, I, I really like the detailed approach that you have, like you say, um, trying to get as much, suck in as much information about that person, what they're going through, and really, like you say, set, um just putting out steps for the plan to what they want at the end of it, like you said, how how they want to see themselves after the hypnotherapy. Would you say that there's a set duration that people with anxiety have? Would you recommend them, say, having like a course of so many uh, sessions or is it literally based on each person? Typically, I will see clients for uh, anywhere between four and 12 weeks. Most people... Um, are with me for about six or seven weeks. Six or seven weeks. Yeah, that's coaching and therapy, the consultation, and sometimes even longer. So let's say, uh, Dean, you booked a a six-week therapy plan. Um, I would say to you, uh, as soon as we start getting some really good results, uh, whether that's at week three, week four, week five, we're going to pause the therapy and I want you to live your life until you hit a bump and then we pick it up because I want to make sure you get results that actually work in your life. Not I really, No, I really like that approach because like um, anxiety recovery, like you say, um, sometimes we do have them bumps in the road. And so to have someone, for someone not to just do a course and then, go and live your life in the world and hopefully it all works out. I think that's a really nice approach that you've got. Always, to able- always contact me um, if anything happens, even if it's three years, four years, five years. Um, always contact me. I have your notes. There's, we can pick things up. We can reaffirm. We can get you back on track. And you see that as uh, part of your resilience building rather than things have fallen to part. Exactly. And I always say to the people on the platform, even when you do have a, a setback, because like we say, recovery isn't a straight road, you're approaching uh, that anxious moment a, a lot more well equipped with, like you say, if it, if it was down the hypnosis route with, with tools that can really help you um, and aid you and, and put you back on that road quicker than when you first started. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's wonderful. So I'd just like to thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I've had a lovely chat with you. I can see that everyone's enjoyed it in the comments. Um, 
And yes, I'll get the information over to your page. Um, is there any other, so the website as well, what was the website address? So if you go onto my Instagram and you just click on the link there, it will take you to my website. And my website, I have lots of blog post information, free resources. I have lots of downloads. I do a monthly live hypnosis. So uh, tomorrow night, um, I have a, a live hypnosis session at 9 p.m. UK time starting. And I do that once a month now. Um, and you, you, when you access the portal, you'll see previous uh sessions as well so is that like is that like a group one is it yeah it's a group one but everybody's video is turned off everybody's text is turned off it, it will feel like a one-to-one -one session because it's only but i want everybody basically 9 p.m in bed ready to go to sleep and it's like a good night hypnosis but we tackle a different topic every month and it depends on what the group wants so we've done inner child work anxiety confidence tomorrow night is alcohol moderation for example i just do what the group have voted for um, and that goes on every month and you can listen to previous recordings too well that's wonderful and like i said i really love the the client focus approach that you've got of like you say uh, it is just really um, great to hear a therapist who really listens to the clients. And, um, yeah, it's incredible, the the work that you're doing. Um, I also um, do a lot of work with a psychotherapist, and he said exactly the same, that you get the same results from the virtual as well as the in-person, but he said there's nothing uh, quite like that in-person touch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hopefully... Hopefully we'll be there um, given a couple of months, hopefully, um, towards spring or summertime. Yeah, I hope so. We all do, I suppose. I, I miss seeing my uh, clients in person. I really do. But <laughs> what can we do? Um, no, I think I really think we're at the final hurdle now. So, yeah, I am thinking positive. So thank you very much again. Thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening there. And uh, thank you for... Uh, just explaining everything for the followers. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. No problem. Take care, yeah? Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to DLC Live. Be sure to follow Dean on Instagram at DLC Anxiety. Check our website at dlcanxiety.com and grab yourself a copy of our latest book, Untangle Your Anxiety, on Amazon today. See you next time.